In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the New Jersey Devils by a score of 6-3. to three. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So Caps fans, that's how we do it. Picking up another big win tonight against the New Jersey De- uh, Devils in a convincing fashion by a score of 6-3. to three. So in this episode, we will talk about the great play of the fourth line. You know, normally you don't think of a fourth line of a hockey team as the one that gets all the production, but the Capitals' fourth line is humming along. Later in the show, we will talk about the great play of Darcy Kemper. Don't call him a backup netminder. And then Alex Ovechkin finds his groove as he scores a goal from his office. But just to get it going here, what a really great game, Caps fans. And I know for the longest time, you know, things were going rough for a while, but the Caps make it two in a row, and they do it against a team that had a pretty good pushback when you took a look at it. Uh, they got on the board. The New Jersey Devils is. That is, got on the board first. Um, and that's that's what I'm talking about, is that, that the Caps' resiliency in the finding the way to, to persevere because Bastion is the one that gets the first goal. It's one to nothing, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, any anytime you're playing a game and you got to come from behind, it's always a tough thing. But the guy that really stood out and saved the Capitals tonight, and I'll talk to him a little, about him a little bit more in depth later in the show, is Charlie Lindgren. What a great job he did out there tonight. Um, I don't think that, you know, we could ask anything more of Charlie than what he took, what he did tonight. Um, just taking a look at it, the Caps pick up a big win tonight. Um, they out, were outshot and still picked up the win. The Devils had 40 shots, the Capitals 22, and still found a way to pick up a W. Uh, so it's just a really great night out there. And then also the insertion of Beck Malenstein um, as he also helped in the scoring as well. Having Mal, uh, uh, Beck Malenstein in there on the fourth line, kind of that bigger body, um, Malenstein behind the net to Dowd makes it one to one as the Caps start off scoring. So you know, I'm finally it's finally good to see Beck Malenstein out there and getting some production. He's a guy you've heard around the Capitals organization for quite some time. So for him to get out there and, and just um, and, and get a really great opportunity and to show up on the score sheet with an assist was just a really great night. But the scoring for this team was up and down the lineup. If you take a look at it, um, you see that right off the top, that Malenstein to Dowd, he gets a goal. Um, Charlie's making big saves out there. Connor Sheary strips the puck and gets a shorthanded goal. Then Ovi scores from his office. 
And then the blue line getting involved as Nick Jensen makes it five to one. But then the dagger, the death blow, as it's Anthony Mantha to Alexi Protus for your final six to three as the Caps win in a convincing fashion. Now in the third period, uh, you know, they kind of let the Devils back into the game a little bit. And, you know, they probably shouldn't have, but I'm not going to concentrate on that. What I'm going to concentrate on is, you know, one of the things that we talked about in these podcasts is how the Caps were not getting production. But to see that scoring all the way up and down the lineup uh, is really most impressive and just a really promising sign. And just, you know, some stats out there on um, the netminding tandem for the Capitals. Darcy Kemper, five starts, three and two, a 3.04 goals against and a .899 save percentage. And get this, Charlie Lindgren, two starts, one and one, 3.08 goals against average and a .925 save percentage. Caps fans, how much better do you feel about this tandem in net than you did last year? There is a lot of reason to be optimistic and positive about this Caps team going forward. I know that, you know, the record doesn't necessarily show that they are playing the best hockey ever, but I want to concentrate on the here. I want to concentrate on the now, and that's the Capitals picking up two big wins um, and just something to build on. As the Caps prepare to take on the Dallas Stars on Thursday night, there is a bit of a swagger. There is a bit of a confidence about this team that, yes, in fact, we can do it. We that. We are the Washington Capitals. We are the ones to be reckoned with. Just put all the noise and all the, the chatter that you hear about all the NHL insiders uh, saying that this Caps team is a bubble team. I'm thinking, you know, if this Capitals team can continue to do what they did tonight and kind of push that all the way out through the whole season, I am most confident about this team. This is a Capitals team that is picking up big wins like the wins they won tonight. Uh, they won tonight, rather. That is doing it without some big pieces. That's doing it without Tom Wilson. That's doing it without one of the biggest pieces in, in many years for the Capitals, Nick Backstrom, and it's doing it without Connor Brown, the guy they picked up for Tom Wilson. So for these guys to gel together and get that great production for Alex Ovechkin to find his groove. That was so important you know, I think to a certain extent that Alex Ovechkin was feeling, you know, kind of snake bitten and kind of down on in the dumps that, you know, why am I not showing up on the score sheet? So just a really positive, all positives that I can take away from this game. You know, you'd be hard pressed uh, to find, you know, anything negative about this game. But, you know, again, I can't overemphasize, and I'll, again, talk about it a little bit later, is just the real showing of promise about having, you know, um, a net-minding tandem that you can hang your hat on, that you can feel confident in, that this this tandem is going to make saves when they need them. And there, there was that one save in particular where um, Charlie Lindgren almost went into a Holpe, the quote-unquote, the save save, as he had to dive from one end to the net to the other to pick up a really great save. So all around Caps fans, when you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, you should feel excited to be a Capitals fan because that was a convincing win. That wasn't, you know, a three to two win. That wasn't, you know, uh, you know, a one to nothing win. This was an offensive showing of power for this Capitals team to pick up six goals you know, against a New Jersey Devils team that is is um, at least okay this season. Um, I think that that is a really great feat. And, you know, that is some, that's positivity. And that is something that this Capitals team can hang their hat on moving forward. 
that, uh, you know, things are going in the right direction. Again, they're going to be playing a Dallas team on Thursday that's going to give them a run for their money. You know, that's a pretty good team that they got down in Dallas this year. But it's the confidence that is built in games like the one tonight that can really help propel you and move you in the right direction. I'm going to kind of make an out there statement. You know, I'm not the goalie coach. I'm not the coach of the team, but I'm going to ride that hot hand. What would I do if I was Peter Laviolette right now? I would put Charlie Lingren in for this game against Dallas. You know, kind of throw aside every the the name tags that you want to put on everyone. Well, Darcy Kemper's the number one and Charlie Lingren's the number two. Take those labels and throw them in the garbage. If you can get that kind of production, if you can make those killer saves that Charlie Lingren made tonight, you would be a fool not to put him in there for a second game. And, you know, if he falters for some reason, okay, then you can go back to Darcy in the next game. But for me, that is, you know, the confidence in the mojo that Charlie Lingren exuded tonight. I would use that going forward. He's got that positivity. He's got that swagger in net. I would continue going forward with that. If they're going to do that, I don't know. I'm not the coach of the team. You know, they may stick to the the things that they talk about. Well, Darcy's our number one, so put him back in there. But for me, as a fan of the team, that's what I would do. Put Charlie back in for the game against Dallas and see what he has. Um, because, you know, what I saw tonight was a, a netminder that was locked in and uh, just did a really great job. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the production of the fourth line. Yes, the, the, the fourth line. You know, they've kind of interchanged that, you know, Dowd, Hathaway, and Hagelin. But guess what? Now we've inserted Malenstein. Is Malenstein the secret ingredient? You know, is he going to be the glue that holds that fourth line together? Um, you know, I would like to think so because, you know, we were kind of worried out there if he, you know, that fourth line was going to be okay without Hagelin there. Let's talk a little bit more about that fourth line after the break. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for about one week, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So here's some facts. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So the importance of a vitamin, we all know what they are. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single get day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important as we head towards these uh, winter months. Now, it costs less than $3 a, a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are celebrating, we are talking about your Capitals as they win a convincing win over the Devils tonight by a score of 6-3. to three. You know, there is a lot of firepower. There is a lot of great players on the New Jersey Devils. So for the Capitals to pick up a win in a convincing fashion like this, um, I think it is most promising and it speaks well of this team. With the team trailing again early, Nick Dowd got things going once again. The 32-year-old got to the front and picked up a great feed from Beck Malenstein before firing a sharp angle laser past Mackenzie Blackwood to even the score in the first period, writes Washington Hockey Now. It marked his first goal of the season and his second goal in as many games. Meanwhile, Malenstein, who made his season debut on the fourth line with Dowd and Garnet Hathaway, who also got a helper on the goal, notched his first career NHL assist. And good on Beck Malenstein. I was so happy to see him out here. That is a guy that I see in camp, you know, for the last few years. And I'm like, this guy needs his break. I know he's played on the big team before, but I'm always happy to see him in the lineup. In the second period, Hathaway gave Washington the lead and kicked off another wild frame. As he came off the bench, he caught the puck and then fired the rolling biscuit past Mackenzie Blackwood while absorbing a huge hit from Brendan Smith. It marked his second point of the game as Nick Jensen and Dylan Strom notched the helpers. That would set the tone for, for D.C., who from that point on titled the ice as Vitek Vanacek would take over and Blackwood to open the third period. Um, so, you know, uh, Blackwood got kind of chased out of the game and a familiar face came out in Vitek Vanacek. And Vitek didn't have a whole lot of activity or a lot of uh, shots on net while he was in net there. But, you know, I don't want to say that Blackwood's a bad goalie. I just think, you know, for that particular team that, um, you know, it was it, it was poor defense uh, in front uh, of uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. So you can't really hold that against him. But about the Capitals. This fourth line is something else, just getting all this production. And I know it's only a short season so far, so I don't want to get carried away. But what we've seen so far is Dowd and Hathaway and now insert Beck Malenstein. What a promising sign for this Caps team going forward that, uh, you know, they've kind of had to have been like a chess game, moving players around here and there. They've tried different players on that fourth line. But for me, you know, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but what I saw tonight anyway... I would go ahead and roll into Dallas or, or in the next game against Dallas, and I would use that same lineup if you got that production. I would put Beck Malenstein back out there on that fourth line and keep rolling with that. Um, again, there is something to be said about Mojo, and there's something to be said about, you know, kind of going with what works. You know, oftentimes people get hung up on titles. Well, I don't want to put this guy in here because he's this fill in the title. Throw all that in the garbage. I want to go with what works. And what worked is what worked tonight for the Washington Capitals. The fourth line's killing it like they always do uh, with Dowd and Hathaway. And, you know, the previous past season, it was Carl Hagelin. But we do know that Carl is going to be out for some substantial time. So to get someone like Beck Malenstein that can really step in and step up, you know, maybe, and I talked about this before, oftentimes it's injury that leads to a guy playing on a team. You know, they say that I played so well that they couldn't afford to send me back down. 
is this Beck Malenstein's opportunity to kind of solidify himself on this team. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to go into the weeds, but for me, I thought it was a positive sign. He's got that big frame and uh, you know, that's what they need is these big guys that aren't going to get pushed off the puck. God love Connor McMichael and Hendricks lop here, but they are not that big of men out there. I got to be honest with you. You know, it was, it was a good thing to see Connor McMichael mix it up with someone to step in for, or to stand up for um, John Carlson. But, you know, what I want is these big frames out there that are harder uh, to push off the puck. And, you know, Beck Malenstein uh, brings a better skill set. Um, you know, uh, not not than uh, Connor McMichael, but on the fourth line is what I'm talking about here. Um, so I think that, you know, he showed some chemistry between Dowd and Hathaway. That is what I would go- use going forward. And just Dowd alone um, is just killing it out there, scoring all kinds of goals for this Caps team. So, you know, a lot of things in life are just titles. And you can say that the Washington Capitals fourth line is just a title. Um, you know, if you were to explain what the fourth line is to someone that didn't knew, know anything about hockey, you would probably say something like it's the line of the players that maybe aren't as good. Or maybe it's the grinding or fighting line, whatever the case may be. Generally speaking, you wouldn't refer to the fourth line of a hockey team to someone that didn't know anything about the game is the game is the line that got all the production. So far, that is the case for the Caps. And I don't care what what line they get uh, all the scoring uh, production from. Uh, you know, it can come from the first line through down the fourth line. But I'm happy that they're getting that great uh, production from this fourth line. And we hope that they can keep that going forward um, because, you know, they got to keep stockpiling wins and try to work their way uh, back up the standings. And that's what I'm talking about is just kind of building, using those things as building blocks uh, going forward. Uh, because, you know, this hockey season is long, but it's just like anything else. If you kind of start, you know, getting knocked down the standings, you're constantly looking up all season, like, get us out of here, save us, please. And uh, we don't want that for the Caps. We want them uh, to continue moving forward and working their way up the standings. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the truly stellar play of Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, don't call him a backup goalie. He played one heck of a game. Let's talk about Charlie's game next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. In this last segment here, we are going to talk about the truly outstanding play of, you know, quote unquote, the backup goalie of the Washington Capitals. Something, you know, a title that's not lauded and thought of as something that's, you know, uh, thought of very highly. Normally, it's a pejorative saying, you know, this guy isn't good enough to be the number one. Not the case. This is only a title only um, as uh, Charlie Lindgren played very well out there. And, you know, again, we hope that he can continue to do that. What I talked about in the first segment, if I was the head coach of this team, what I would do regardless of title. And I know I'm going to get some flack on Twitter from people saying, you're crazy. Darcy's our starter. What are you talking about? You know how much money we're paying him? You know, his pedigree of winning, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Okay. Put all that aside for right now. What I'm saying is, From what I saw on the ice, I would put him back out there and give him another start. If he gets lit up and just destroyed, okay, then you can go back to Darcy in the next game. But for me, what I saw, I I want to parlay that. I want to keep pushing that down the tracks. I want to see that great production. I don't really care if if, Char, if uh, Charlie Lindgren ends up being the ace netminder. I want a guy that can make key saves, you know, and I'm not here to speak disparagingly of Darcy Kemper. He has played great well, but Charlie Lindgren tonight played 
outstanding, A+. I couldn't really fault him on anything. He didn't allow in any beach balls, shall we say. In the third period, things started to take a turn. Thomas Tatar and Jesper Bratt pulled New Jersey within two, and as things got too close for comfort, head coach Peter Laviolette called a timeout. After that, the Capitals calmed down and got back playing shutout hockey, writes Washington Hockey Now. Langren was a brick wall scrambling in the net and making quite a few big saves while also making smart decisions with the puck. He didn't shy away from carrying the puck out of the zone or handling it either. Ultimately, Lindgren's effort and an outstanding save on um, the, one of the final shots in the final minutes with Washington's lead cut into helped capture his first win with the Capitals. He stopped 38 of 41 shots. That's good for a .927 save percentage. The de- defense also had moments of strong play, which is refreshing. What does everyone tell me is wrong with this Capitals team is the defense sucks. It's not no so much the netminders. It's the defense that sucks. Okay, you know, if you're going to say something negative, I also then want you to say something positive. So, you know, people are quick to to put a negative spin on it. I want them to be also as quick to put a positive spin on the defense. Shutting down and out-battling New Jersey, not only that, but they dominated physically with 23 hits after 40. The Orlov, Carlson, and Jensen Faravari pairings also started to click a bit. However, there were still some missed assignments and miscues in the third that made things a little too close for comfort. Still, Lindgren came to the rescue. Not only that, but Washington's penalty kill was a perfect four for four, generating chances the other way. So that is my big takeaway from uh, from this game is, you know, the, the who is my star of the night? Um, if I'm going to if I'm going to give that award as Dan's star of the night, I'm not talking about the three stars of the game. For me, Dan's star of the night is not too surprising. I am going to give it to Charlie Lindgren. He gets my star of the night as just playing lights out hockey and, you know, positivity, uh, you know, exuding from him. Again, I've said this a few times in the show, but I would definitely go with him against Dallas and see what, 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 can he string that together? Can he be the hot hand for this Capitals? Can those defensive pairings, can they solidify and really be the, the ones that slam the door in Dallas's face and say, you're not scoring on us. You got to get through us. And if you get through us, you got to get through Lindgren and it ain't happening. And uh, that's what we want. And uh, we're starting to see things kind of button up and solidify here. You know, in the first few games, it was a little rough, but it's always a little bit rough, you know, short preseason. You know, uh, Peter Laviolette's back there dialing in and pushing the buttons and pulling the strings and whatever kind of things you want to say to kind of get this Caps team going in the right direction. You know, it's two in a row, and I'm going to take two in a row winning uh, over two in a row losing. And it's something to build on. Can we make it 3-0? Can we keep pushing this forward? Can we prove everyone in the NHL that this is a team to be reckoned with? You know, Brian McClellan went out there and he made the the changes and he brought in the players that needed to be picked up to solidify this lineup. Is it going to be enough? That is what remains to be seen. But I am positive, you know, as I watch this game tonight, I think that the Capitals are going in the right direction. And uh, I look forward to seeing what they have in the tank uh, against Dallas. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Check out Locked On Sports Today podcast with reactions and big game recaps and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition 
of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad that you chose to listen to me on your morning commute or on YouTube, wherever you're listening to me or watching me. I sure do appreciate it. My name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. And I'll talk to you again next time.